What's up, everyone? It's the Episode Ninja Podcast, where the guys and I do a deep dive into our favorite TV shows. We chat about legendary episodes, iconic characters, and hilariously classic quotes. It's like the late-night combo you have with your friends after too much beer and not enough tacos. So grab a cold one and get ready. It's the Episode Ninja Podcast. All right. Today, we are going to talk about a show that I've I've really only seen a handful of episodes, so it's going to be a little difficult for me to keep up with the conversation um we're going to be talking about the office which as i understand it started in england and was created here or brought over to america by one mr greg daniels and i think the perfect descriptor of the office comes from a screenshot i found on reddit um i one of my favorite things to do is just go through like the best of all time of some of my favorite subreddits and this was right at the top of the Dunder Mifflin subreddit. It is a description of the Office episode. And the description is, Michael comes up with an idea that causes a huge problem in the Office. And I think that pretty much sums up the Office as a whole. It's an incredibly awkward workplace comedy that has brought laughs to millions of people and continues to as the number one streamed show on Netflix, which Netflix will be losing in 2021 so that should be interesting to see how that works out for them for the benefit of our listeners when dan said he's only seen a few episodes uh he actually meant he's only seen a few episodes several hundred times that is fairly accurate that is certainly accurate just full disclosure just for everyone i have watched the office every single night while i go to sleep for about 15 years now so I would say I'm pretty well versed in in the intricacies of um, this television show. So, what initially got you guys to watch The Office? I'm curious. I think I just turned it on one day. I maybe started. I don't think I started in season one. I think I started maybe season two, and then like caught up somehow. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of something random. But fell in love with it right away. What like what caught you? Was there anything specific you could think of, or just it all overall? I mean, I think the mockumentary was you know new at the time, um, and uh, that really drew me in. Uh, just all the you know so different you know, the characters. Mike, you know, Michael Scott, you know, is probably one of the best characters on on television. Um, I think for me, it's and I don't mean to jump on to Steve because obviously we want to hear how you got into it. But I think for me, it's just I've worked with so many people that are characters in the show. Obviously, there are extreme versions of them, but like it just was a very relatable show to me. And I was 15 years old, you know, I was super young when it started. I wasn't even working in an office, but I could see that that's sort of. And then as I grew older, I really began to see. You were like, oh, water cooler talk. I I can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, we had locker. I mean, we, we had a water. Fo- we, had, we have a water fountain. Yeah, well, we had a water fountain. We had our lockers. You know, we had our clusters. So I, I got it. You had like a you had like a friend like oh she's a Phyllis. This girl in my history class, she's definitely a Phyllis. I, I knew a couple Phyllis in my day. You were you were like best friends with like a Dwight in your high school. I wish. You guys hung out on his beet farm, playing hide and go seek. Sounds like so much fun. It does, right? <laughs> it sounds like a blast. What about you, Steve? What got you watching The Office? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of like Chris, I, I don't really remember. Um, it was probably a couple years after it started that I got into it. 
Yeah, it's interesting since you mentioned Greg Daniels, how I've unintentionally followed him throughout his career. Uh, he was a writer during the golden age of Simpsons, of the Simpsons in like the mid '90s, and then he was one of the, so that's one of my favorite shows. And then he was one of the co-creators of King of the Hill as well, which is also one of my favorite God shows. So yeah, it's it's really crazy like how much one guy has influenced really my sense of humor and my personality because I grew up watching his era of the Simpsons and, and onwards. That's interesting. So. I, uh, personally, I, I like to say that I've watched it since like minute one, but in reality for me, it was after I saw 40, 40 year old virgin, I found Steve Carell absolutely hilarious. And for whatever reason, I thought that's what the office was going to be something similar. Um, so my fascination with it started with, with Steve Carell. Um, and 40 year old virgin was released in August of 2005 and the office was March of 2005. So, I mean, it's, it's not like they're too far off, but you know, I was probably a couple episodes behind before I was able to start catching up and cause really the show itself did not hit its stride until season two. It barely made it through season one from, from everything I read. It was Greg Daniels had to crash, scratch and claw to get season two. Cause it was, it was a pretty rough start. I don't know how, how much you guys remember the first season, but it was not only was like Michael extremely racist, it was just, the uncomfort wasn't funny. Extremely, like it—it it just wasn't. It wasn't at the point where you knew enough about Michael to find his humor actually funny. So I struggled off the bat. I also think that it came out before um, the era which we're in right now of TV dominance. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm assuming streaming services had you know a huge role to play in that but like now it's like you have a bajillion tv shows to watch and like they're all good right but you know in the 90s early 2000s you're like okay you know here's a handful of good tv shows and it was always like the same shit um and now like all this new creative stuff is coming out and i i feel like if the office debuted today you know it would have been picked up instantly well do you uh, okay so that leads me to a question i had do you think The Office could be made today? Because Steve Carell said absolutely not. In today's culture, the PC culture. I mean, if you look at the second episode of the show, is Diversity Day, when Michael has everybody tape a different race to their forehead and then walk around and treat each other like the race that they are using only stereotypes. Like, there, I don't think there's any chance that episode... And that, that's directly from the British version, right? Like, the first season of The Office is exactly almost carbon copy of the first season of the british version i mean i i think it's easy to say that like everyone's so sensitive now which is true but there's all these other shows pulling off crazy offensive stuff all of the time so could it have been like the mainstream nbc show that it was then today maybe not is it uncreatable now i don't, I don't think so it's yeah, not i mean it could be on like an, I, it could be on an fx but like yeah again like i think of the first episode michael takes a, a little nameplate and puts it up to his face and starts doing the hitler you know he's walking across the office doing the hitler and it's like things like that and that's that's where i think some str people struggled at least in the beginning in my experience because like i tried so hard to get so many people into the office when it was still on and i got so much resistance and it's because like I'll give you a perfect example. I was try I tried to get my dad to get into it. So I'm like, we have the same sense of humor. I think you'll love this show. And he watched it and he's like, I 
fucking hate Michael Scott. Like, I would never, he would be fired after the first episode. He wouldn't, I'm like, you have to look past that. Like, he just couldn't, there, there was just something about it where he couldn't look past it. And for whatever reason, it just, this this is one of those shows that just absolutely exploded through streaming. It's 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 got a very interesting, I look forward to the documentary they do on The Office one of these days. And they actually are in the middle of it. The guy, a little fun fact, Bob Vance, uh he put like on his personal Facebook that like he was interviewed for like a very legitimate, like office documentary that should be coming out pretty soon, which hmm. I look very much look forward to that. I think the people that don't like the office, it's because they don't like Michael Scott. You know, if I get into a conversation and I talk to someone about the office and they're like, Oh, I hate that show. I started watching it and I just couldn't stand Michael Scott. You know, it's kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Totally. You either, you either love Larry David or, He's just too awkward, and you can't stand watching. And I think I think part of it is that you again you just have to know the character. Like for me, like you get a gl- you just get small glimpses into Michael's life that really that show you why he is the way he is, and you don't get that if you just drop in on a show or you don't care that much about it. And that's the same thing with Larry David too. I I think that's a great now. I also think the payoff to Michael's character uh, takes longer, and what I mean by that is. You know, you have tons of, you know, on-screen time of just him being either super annoying, unfunny, awkward. And then you have, you know, a special moment between him and Jim or him and Pam or something. And you're like, oh, this is a good guy. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that the lead up to that just like takes a while. And if people don't, st- and then, you know, I'm sure you can cite the exact episode <laughs> and scene when that first happens. But um, for a lot of people that don't want to stick in there. And, and they just give up too early. And to add to that, you're 100% right. He's also really fucking good at his job. Like, that's the one thing you don't see, too, is, like, he's an awesome salesman. That's why he was promoted to manager. He was, he was like, the, the company's best salesman, so he got promoted. And then he gets called in when they need help. I was literally just watching the episode today where he's like, I gave up sales so I could reluctantly get called back in, and now I am. And he's like brought in to be the third salesman to help Dwight and Jim because because Michael is the best salesman. So you have to you have to be patient in watching him grow. I I agree a hundred percent because he is the main character. And people forget he's an entrepreneur. He owned his own company. Right. He was the CEO of the Michael Scott Paper Company. Which and and he had hundreds of other names he could have chosen from. And he yeah and exactly. And and he sold that. I mean, if you obviously again, I I always I always preface this as a TV show, but when he does eventually sell that back to Dunham Mifflin, it is like a multi million dollar deal with them paying salaries of two people and healthcare and everything. And I love that he's able to do that because of characters like David Wallace. Like I think David Wallace is an incredibly underrated character, and we'll kind of get into characters I think a little bit more in a little bit. But David Wallace is is one of those ones that really sticks with me as as one of my favorite characters. There's something funny again. I had another thing I caught on Reddit where Ricky Gervais had like tweeted out something along the lines of he always hears from people like, oh, the American version of The Office is better than the UK version. How does that make you feel? And his answer to that is really fucking rich. <laughs> so, That's like, awesome. even he's like, he gets that, like, yeah, it may be a little bit better, but one of the reasons I think The Office is one of the best shows ever is because of the writers and the producers of the show. Mindy Kaling being one of the one of the predominant writers, Paul who who plays Kelly, Paul Lieberstein who plays Toby, who everyone hates, obviously, 
has written a, a couple great episodes. BJ Novak, who plays Ryan, wrote some awesome episodes. And then even Michael Schur, who became went on to become this incredible showrunner, producer, that's given us incredible shows like The Good Place. I'm blanking. Brooklyn Steve. Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, thank you. Um, and I actually found this out recently, and I didn't know this. But the reason that Paul Lieberstein, Mindy Kaling, and BJ Novak were all located in the annex of The Office is because they were writing the show while they were filming it in the other room. I, I never put that together or knew that, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Did you know that uh, BJ and Mindy dated in real life? Oh, yeah. They were like almost exactly like Ryan and Kelly. Like, had this crazy on-again, off-again relationship where they couldn't quit each other for the longest time. And, like, BJ Novak also has, like, a very successful children's book. Did you know that? I did not. No. Yeah. It's, like, it's, I think it's called, like, uh, The Book Without Pictures or something like that. But it's very, very popular. So I was uh, I was doing uh, some research on some interesting facts about the show. And most of them, you know, it's just kind of generic stuff many people know. One thing that was really interesting to me is did you know that Phyllis was a burlesque dancer and an NFL cheerleader? I knew the NFL cheerleader part. I didn't know the burlesque dancer part. I did not know the. I didn't know either of those. I, I don't believe it. That's crazy. Are there pictures? I want a, I want a photo. Yeah, I was uh, yeah say. we should, we need we need to Google young Phyllis. <laughs> she was like she's in so many other random things too. I was just watching an episode of Arrested Development the other day, and she's like she works at uh, at Bluth Industries. She's like in the conference room. So she works there too. She just has these like small little one-off roles, and she kind of always plays the same little timid person. I I love Phyllis, and her real name is Phyllis. Yes, they do. They seem to do that a lot with were with a lot of the characters on the show. Which I Oscar. I mean, if I was gonna be an actor on a TV show, that's what I'd want to do. I mean, shit, it's gotta be easier. Answer to your own name. What are what? Let's say like some of your guys' favorite episodes, because they'll probably fall into these writers because there's a lot of episodes that, that Mindy, Paul, BJ, and Michael Schur wrote. Yeah, I mean the the fire drill is one of them. I like uh, Michael's Last Day a lot. Really? You don't like Michael's Last Day? I mean it's sad. This is this is the part where Dan tells us that all of our choices are wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean are we gonna That's have like, two true. parts of two parts of the episode where you're arguing about our preference in episodes no let me want... let me just kind of go down the list this this might be easier this might be easier let me just go down the list of episodes that Mindy Kaling wrote so hot girl that's with Amy Adams which is the hilarious episode where Michael has to clean out his car I'm not going to explain every episode I could but I won't uh she also wrote the Dundies which is a classic uh the injury where Michael clamps his foot on the George Foreman grill uh take your daughter to work day another great episode Diwali where we get Michael's awesome eight crazy nights diwali version uh the ben franklin episode night out frame toby so she's got a lot of great episodes paul lieberstein he wrote Healthcare, the client the carpet he seemed to stick to actually like hr type episodes you know talking about healthcare. uh he also directed or he also wrote the coop where dwight tries to take over um and <laughs> meets jan out for pancakes and eats a fuck ton of pancakes um, he wrote Money, where Michael declares bankruptcy. <laughs> that's, I declare bankruptcy! That's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Michael, you know you can't just declare it, right? And that's also the episode where Michael is introduced to PowerPoint. He's he's sitting there with Oscar, and he's like, okay, okay, put in the numbers, and we will ask PowerPoint what to do. It'll give us the answer. Michael, 
it's a it's a presentation tool. You're a presentation tool, Oscar. <laughs> Phenomenal episode. So, uh, I mean, not to play doubles advocate, but wouldn't it be easier to talk about the bad episodes of The Office and list those off? Because, I, don't think, I mean, what, like 80, I mean, well, 90% of the episodes just talking were about, great. But that's just talking about, like, the later seasons. Like, the later seasons, we're going to get to that. I mean, it's, I, I can't think of any, like, any. Be- I mean, if I were to, re- I mean, I do agree with you that the later seasons are weaker, especially after Steve Carell leaves. But. Uh, you know, if I'm rewatching seasons, you know, one through seven, you know, I could name like I could just name off the list and be like, these were all good episodes. I mean, it is good that these characters did, you know, write these, uh, you know, write these episodes, and and you know, it's, I, yeah, it is I, I guess I shouldn't go through the whole. It's just surprising that like this was the this the core writers were also in the show involved in every aspect of it, and I think it's pretty cool that they that they were able to do that. And I guess especially, oh, for sure. especially like a guy like Michael Schur, like he's not an actor. Like BJ Novick's an actor. I, I don't know about Paul Lieberstein. I know Mindy Kaling's an actress, but like Michael Schur is not. He plays Mo Schrute. He he just shows up and he has to wrestle, you know, BJ Novak to the ground because he needs to wrestle fear to the ground. He's he's just got so many incredible moments, and he it seems to write himself into them. Like every episode that is under his list is an episode that involves Mo's in some way, which makes sense. I mean, do you think do you think that they are actors or they're writers who act? And what I mean by that is, uh, I'm remembering a interview with uh, Seth Rogen, and uh, he was saying that you know he he directs and writes all this stuff, but obviously he acts in in tons of movies and stuff. And he said if someone asked him what he did, he would say that he's a writer, and that's what he most identifies with. Yeah, I would say that these people would probably be writers. Yeah, because I, I think that's what they dedicated most of their time to. Like if you, if you watch the bloopers, which I've caught them a couple of times because I used to have the DVDs, and when you switch out the DVDs, you obviously got to watch everything that's on the DVD. Even in the bloopers, like Mindy Kaling does one, she's like, "I am not professional enough for this. Like this is not this is not what I do," because it was just what she had written was so goddamn funny. She just couldn't get it out. The other the other thing too, not not only writers, but they also had some pretty incredible directors. Um, of Office episodes, like I'm trying to think, Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis directed a couple episodes of The Office. Rest in peace. Yep, I mean, but he's like one of the best. I was I was watching an episode the other day directed by Joss Whedon. Uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> or the, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, it's that wild. that and he directed the first Avengers movie. Really? Yeah. But like, just to think, like, like Harold Ramis would would do that. I mean, he there's nothing to. I'm trying to figure. Out, I'm trying to find what episodes he did, because they were great episodes. I think I have that listed on the episode ninja. That would be helpful. He directed Beach Games, which is a great episode. Phenomenal episode. Benny Hanna Christmas, another Phenomenal great episode. episode. Safety training, another amazing great episode. episode. And I, so the, I don't. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I literally just had like a 20 minute conversation the other day with my buddy about safety training about how that is one of the most underrated episodes in the show because when michael is down next to the baylor and and daryl's giving his presentation talking about the baylor baylor i hardly know her and then <laughs> and then uh one of the the female workers downstairs like starts talking she's pudge is able to do it pudge i've seen pudge use the baylor uh my name is match no i thought your name was pudge no it's always been match well her her she has used it before 
yes, her is qualified to operate the dangerous machinery. You are not, Michael. I mean, this this is the guy that did Caddyshack, all the vacation movies, Groundhog Days, and he's he's directing episodes of The Office. I I absolutely love that. And the last one he directed was uh, part two of The Delivery when Pam has her baby. Okay. I'm looking at the list now. I got Josh, Josh Whedon, Business School, amazing episode where Michael's the guest speaker. Speaker, and then Beach Wars. I'm trying to. I don't even know what what episode is Beach Wars. Oh, Beach it's, Games. it's Branch Wars. It's when they Branch go, Wars. Yeah, they when they that. go to raid Utica. Yeah, they wear the fake mustaches yeah. and Dwight That's cuts his penis episode. on the lid. That's a good episode. Yeah, I mean it's John Favreau. Oh, I didn't know John Favreau. John Favreau did one called moving on i think that was after michael left the appearances they had in the show were pretty incredible like i know we're kind of jumping ahead to when michael leaves but the fact that they had will ferrell come in and replace him was that was a pretty big deal because at the time obviously we knew he wasn't gonna be the permanent replacement but every interview he did he basically indicated he's like i did this because i'm a fan of the show i know how much this show means to the fans and like i just want to do a good job i just want to help ease the transition essentially and like i know people hated on him he got he actually did get people did not like D'Angelo Vickers, but when you look at it from that perspective, where he was just trying to help the show along to, until they got the next one, I, I appreciate what Will Ferrell did there, and I think he did a really good job. I thought he was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and all the people that they brought in to interview, like I feel like some shows when they get popular, they start overusing the the guest stars, and I think The Office found a, a really good balance. Yeah, I think they had uh, Jim Carrey in that episode who kept having to get back to the Finger Lakes. Uh, Warren Buffett, who was really worried about getting gas per diem, they had a, they did have a lot of nice uh, nice nice appearances in that uh, in that little stretch. So now we've kind of t- talked about writers and directors. Let's let's get into characters. I know it's cliche, probably get shit about this, but my favorite character is Michael, and I base this off what I base a lot of my character love off of is what happens when they leave, and. I think the show took a huge decline when he left. I started over the years to appreciate the the later seasons a little bit more for what they were, forgetting about Michael and just trying to watch them for what they were. But he's just got so many layers. The dude's like an onion. I mean, we talked about it already. He's actually awesome at his job. Like, I go back to the episode where he gets called into David Wallace's office in New York, and he thinks he's going to get yelled at. But when he walks in, David is basically like, what are you doing right and that's when he has the improv conversation where he has no idea what he's saying and he just keeps rambling and rambling and then asks them to order pasta. So I would say that Michael is probably my, my favorite character. I would agree. Um, you know, mainly just because, you know, Steve Carell just plays such a awkward person. And uh, sometimes I just love watching awkward scenes play out. And uh, he just kind of, I don't know, he just, he's just someone that you always want to root for you know and uh, a lot of my favorite episodes are those heartwarming episodes of him either leaving or you know his proposal and things like that and he has gone through all these bad uh you know times trying to get a you know, dates and girlfriends and things like that and you just kind of root for him you know what i mean he loses the chair uh, model lady jan so yeah it's i mean it's definitely michael and it's one of these shows where you're like you can list off 10 characters and you're like, those are great. Those right. Are great. Those are great. You know, right. Um, you're not, you, it's, there's it's no wrong like, answer. Yeah. It's more of a, who are the characters that you don't like? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I've got some of those, but Steve, who's your favorite character? 
So can I go with a cop-out answer and say the ensemble cast is my favorite character? No. Because, <sighs> <laughs> okay, all right, let me put this in perspective. Uh, I Michael is not my favorite character. I Like, I, I love The Office. I have a really hard time watching it sometimes, though, and I, I've talked about this with you guys before, but part of why... Similar shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec will always be higher on my list of favorite shows is because they don't use the awkward Michael Scott comedy so much. Like, it just gets really hard for me to watch. And then it, it out, outweighs all of the other, like, good, genuinely funny, not awkward comedy. But if I had to pick, I would go with Dwight. Okay, so uh, to, the, to to your awkward point, I get it. <laughs> um so this is really the the like the line in the sand i feel like with office fans do you like the scott's tots episode absolutely not chris i like it i love it so so here's so here's a comparison now obviously you know we've talked about brooklyn 99 love the show for me the office is telling jokes without trying to tell jokes where other shows like brooklyn 99 and so forth they're definitely telling jokes. There's a setup and a punchline. You know, if that makes sense. Like totally. the funny the funny parts are just the interactions of Michael, you know, Michael being an idiot and you know, just like Oscar being like oh, okay, <laughs> or Ryan, you know, like you you have a cutscene one-on-one shot and like someone's just like shaking their head after Michael did something. You know what I mean? Or, you know, Dwight's behavior, but it's not like Hey, I'm Dwight. I'm going to hear the zinger. You know what I mean? Um, you know, where, you know, I feel like I'm Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I'm not dissing it. It's just... It, it's They're a just different very different, feel. yeah. It's, it's just a different feeling. Like, I can I can see Peralta. He's got a, he's got a zinger. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like, he'll say something. And you're like, okay, that was with the intent of being a joke. You know, it's not just like, it's random and funny. I mean, like... Captain's kind of random and funny, so I, I, that's why I really like his character. But um, it's just it's just different stuff. It's the situational comedy. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. My counterpoint is I think you could pull out the awkward comedy and all of the qualities you just said would be true. It would no Absolutely. longer be The Office. It would be a completely different show. It would be a terrible show. I, it, it I would be terrible. don't think it would be terrible. Because they did. They removed the awkwardness in the last seasons without Michael, and it was not even close to as good well it was different and also not as good it was still good they took out the awkward stuff though i don't remember many awkward no you're right they totally did and that's part of why i kind of like the later seasons i was was pleasantly surprised that's right that's right (laughs) okay well so did you guys originally know that bob odenkirk was in competition with steve carell for the position of michael scott yep i could totally did you know that he played uh, character later in the show no of course you did dan no um how do you think he would have done hypothetically i think he would have done great personally he's a fantastic actor i think he is too but i think he would have stayed that annoying obnoxious person like michael is definitely annoying and obnoxious don't get me wrong but his character growth throughout the show i just don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know that much about bob odenkirk i, I have watched like two seasons of better call saw and he's a great actor, but like I just I can't see him like I can't see him meeting Holly and falling in love and like being the actual and moving to Colorado. Like I don't know. I, I for me I think it would have been uh, it would have been a disaster. 
I liked him in that one episode. I thought he was great imitating Michael Scott or Steve Carell, I should say. Yeah, it would have been a, a different show for sure had they gone that route. I think he, he could have done it. He's a really good comedic actor. He has that weird show with... Um, David Cross. Yeah, David Cross. He's they're a like, really good series. Like, they go like way back. Yeah. Like they're like comedy like BFF. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, okay. So now we've talked about characters we love. Chris has already mentioned that he hates a bunch of things and people mm-hmm. and everything in the world basically. So why don't we start with you and characters that you hate? Because for me it was extremely difficult to, to actually make a selection. So here's a character I dislike. And I'll probably get shit for it from Dan. Um, Ryan. Yeah. Don't like him. I mean, nah. you're not supposed to like Ryan, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and... I don't really argue with that because he's, he's a shitty person. <laughs> he's a no, weird... it's not even that. I'll tell you why I don't like his character. Because he doesn't offer... Like, like he's just a, such a boring straight man nah, that nah. I just don't... Nah, see, that's where you get me. That's where you get me. He He turns into a boring straight man, maybe, but like... In the beginning, he's going to business school. He is, he's a temp that that the boss of the company looks up to. Like, that was the, that's this weird dynamic that they have. And then he then he skyrockets, and he becomes the wonderkin who takes Jan's job and everything. I, no, I, 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 I disagree with that. I mean, that's the situation, though. That's not him. That's not the character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, Kevin as a character is, is interesting. Stanley as a character is interesting. Kevin's Angela. interesting? Oh yeah, as a character, what is I'd rather. About I'd, I, I would rather much if if I could meet any of them and hang out with any of them. The character, like assuming they're characters, right? I get it, I get it, I get it. Their character, I would rather hang out with Kevin because that would be more interesting. You'd like, rather sit uh, around and got, chat with Kevin. I, yeah, talk about oh the fucking chili. God, that the, sounds awful. What the trick is the, the chili? That's all you have you know? to do. That's all you have to right. do. Right, I would rather hang out with him. Funny hey, story. Ryan. Funny story about What's that. What's going on, Ryan? Funny story about that moment. Shout out to the Dan Patrick show. Brian Bumgarner was on like on like the five year anniversary of that scene. And he said they shot it like five times because he just they just they just needed it different ways. So they kept replacing the carpet, replacing everything. He's like, I smelled like chili for two weeks after that. He's like, I could not get the smell off my body. So shout out to Brian Bumgarner for for doing that. I mean, that was that's an absolutely incredible scene. Have you ever have you ever seen uh, like for Halloween like the parents will dress up a baby yeah oh yeah <laughs> in, in the in the outfit with a little bowl, uh, bucket of chili if, if awesome. I ever if I ever have a child I will do, every single Halloween costume will be the office themed no yeah. doubt That's I was Andy, I was Andy Bernard gonna... for Halloween my soft or my freshman year of college it was right when the Hangover came out and everybody thought I was Doctor F word aren't you kind of Andy Bernard a little bit every day. In what regard? You kind of look like Andy. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of yeah. look like Andy. You love Dave Matthews' band, Deep Tracks Only. Yeah, well, we got that. Um, See, that's, that's funny because we were watching, I'm rewatching the show with my wife, and she said, oh, Andy kind of looks like Dan. Uh, I've, I've, I've gotten that a lot. When I, before I, you know, I've been tacking on mass lately, ready to cultivate, but you know, when I was when I was skinnier, I I definitely had an Ed Helms ish look, and I can sing like him. I I promise you that. Do you know the Cornell fight song by heart? You know, I do, but I don't really want to show off right now. So mm, let's talk about okay. other characters people hate. What do you, who do you hate, Steve? Not that I think you've ever hated anybody on the planet Earth, but who do you hate in the show? I mean, kind of like I said earlier, I hate Michael in certain episodes, but I love him overall. Um, Doesn't count. 
One that I know you're definitely going to agree with is Nellie Bertram. Oh, mm. Nellie. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention her if no one else did. Yeah, I I I'm not a fan of Nellie. Nellie, which again I think that's kind of the point. Um, but they just kept her around for too long and it was not working. Yeah, I mean even like like the characters that you're not supposed to like, like Toby, I kind of like in a sad, pathetic kind of way. Um, yeah, well, you just love Toby because of Michael. I mean, there's no Toby Michael relationship without. Yeah. To- I mean, there has to be Toby. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean other. Well, also, also uh, Toby's crush on Pam is just great too. I just watched the episode where he puts his hand on her knee, and then is like, everyone's like looking at him like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm moving to Costa Rica. So good. Uh, I'm gonna hop the fence and jog home now." And he just I runs away. I, I think I'll jog. <laughs> so good. Um, one character that, that you brought up, Nelly, because I forgot about Nelly. Which reminded me of Kathy, who was like the temporary worker who tried to to fuck Jim in Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I uh, hated that chick. Yeah, yeah. She was like on the phone, like being like, "Oh, their marriage is on the rocks. I'm totally gonna be." I couldn't stand her. But Miley's favorite, like, actual character that's like consistently in the show is Angela. I I don't find any redeeming qualities about her. I don't find her funny. I think the cat thing was funny, like maybe one or two times, but they way overplayed it. I mean, the funniest, the funniest thing that she ever did in the show was in the, you know, fire drill episode when she threw the cat through the roof and it fell right through. I mean, that to me, that's the highlight of Angela. The rest is just she's just this uptight. The party planning committee shit used to drive me insane because I remember working at a certain company that had a fun committee or a fun whatever little Facebook group, and they were just like that, and it drove me insane. It's still going on. It's still active. They're still having fun over there. I'm sure they are. It's too bad I'm not part of it. But, I mean, I'm happy her and Dwight, spoiler alert, wind up together. I think that is a nice nice ending to their to their story, but Angela just never did anything with, to me through, for me throughout the show. But I... I, I... I mean, I agree with you that there were a lot of qualities that were annoying about her, but from a viewer's perspective, they were interesting. You know, the fact that she would have dress up her cats and do the calendar, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, Um, that's definitely something you can relate to because there's definitely those crazy cat people that have cats that do that. I mean, I'm a dog person. I got got two dogs. No, I'm I'm literally not referencing anyone yet. I'm just agreeing that there are definitely people like that. Oh, I thought I thought you were referencing that Steve's cat and Well, it climbs all over him, yeah, but Yeah. And not even the cat thing, like there's always the one bitchy lady who in your office who takes everything too seriously. Like people are having fun. It's like you didn't get approval for this party. Like shut up. Yeah. Why are you why are you drinking? It's it's ten (laughs) AM Well, let me ask you guys a question because this was hot in the streets probably like a year or so ago because of Ryan Russillo um, on ESPN. He was he had uh, Rain Wilson on the show, and he basically like came at him and was like, "Pam is a terrible person. Like, yeah. why why do people like her? She is she you know manipulates Jim all these years. She keeps him on the line. Then she dumps Roy." And then she breaks up, Jim, and, you know, I, th- he went through this whole litany of, of shitty things that Pam did, but what, what are your guys' thoughts on I that? I almost said Pam. Pam is definitely a lower-tier character. Like, she's almost Angela without the crazy cat lady qualities, uh, like, toned-down version of Angela. 
but she has like she has a lot of good moments like that's the thing that i think is the big difference between them i mean angela is just a slut i mean let's be real angela preaches that she is like you know she's very godly she dresses in this you know very uptight way but she's banging dwight while she's engaged to andy banging andy while she's banging dwight you know banging at work i mean that's what's that's one of the things that drives me insane about the show is in the final season when they're all watching the the little like clips on youtube like you guys were filming that like what the you didn't see these cameras following around for 10 fucking years like what are you talking that drove me nuts well you know okay so angela is a cheater pam i I mean maybe did she did she kiss jim well she kept him on the line i mean she knew i don't i don't think so okay so ask ask no ask someone who has had a lot of flirtatious relationships with women at work i've had work wives in the past and I think that was their situation. Dude, it no, wasn't like no, 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 no. Sorry, but I can I can cite two moments when she knew. It was can you when give me the episodes. It was when Jim was jinxed, so he couldn't talk, and she goes, "Jim, you can tell me anything." And then he like gives her this look that's like, "You know, I want to tell you, but I can't." And she's like, "Okay, I gotta go." And then on the booze cruise, when they're outside, and you know, everyone's Daryl, Daryl, and they're out there, and she's like, "Sometimes I don't get Roy." And he's just like starting to stare at her, like he's about to say something, and she's like, "I'm cold. I'm gonna go in." So no, totally disagree on that. She 100 percent knew. But how is that? How is that? Okay, she was Did in she, love with him just as, and she she admitted it, dude. She admitted it. She said she said in the final episode that she was watching it, and she had to stop after a couple episodes because she was like, she knew she was in love with Jim, and she just pissed herself for being unhappy for all those years instead of being with okay. Jim. Okay. Case rested. <laughs> Okay, but did she ever did she ever do anything directly to Jim to prevent him? Like, did she like did Jim try to go on a date and he did she like purposely try to sabotage that? She no, was you could tell she was, she was sabotaging the Karen and 100%. and Jim relationship, and, and then they started dating immediately simply, after they broke exactly up. simply confronting her everybody in front of the lake and being like Jim, I canceled my wedding because of you. Right there, that's that's explosion but does that make her a terrible person no that's i i don't think so i just think that's like part of her part of her story but people overlook it they look at the love story of how great jim and pam is they end up together it's such an amazing story and it is don't get me wrong but they got there in kind of an unscrupulous way totally agree and and another example michael starts fucking her mom at her wedding and she literally yells at him, I could give a shit about your happiness. Stop dating my mother. That's Michael. I mean, who? I get it. Like, you could be upset about it, but it's it's Michael. What's he going to do to her? She's been rooting for him this whole time to find love. He finally does in the arms of her mother, which I would like to point out, fun fact, um, in the episode Chair Model, where Michael asks everybody to write down the name of single females, otherwise they'll be fired, Jim writes down Pam's mom. So Jim actually set them up like three seasons in advance. So, just heads up, little fun. Do you fact. think? Do you think Jim's a terrible person for what he did to Pam? I and don't Murray? think Pam is a terrible person. I'm just asking. I, I just. Well, you're making arguments for her being a terrible. I'm yeah, playing I, devil's. I'm playing devil's avocado. I think what the what Dan said nailed it. Where he said, you know, they got to the happy ending, but they sort of did it in an unscrupulous way. And, that and that's sort fine. of dings that dings their characters just a little bit. Yeah, and and she has a ton of redeeming qualities. Like she's a very she's a very nice person. She doesn't treat people poorly. She, 
you know, she has a lot of redeeming, more so than Jim. Jim's a fucking dick to, to Dwight for years. I mean, yeah, it's funny, but I mean, the one episode where they just go through the list of all the pranks he did, I mean, he got, he got Dwight to punch himself in the face with his own phone just by putting quarters in it. I mean, that whole uh, list. I think it was Nichols. So hopefully that, okay, hopefully that comes up in trivia. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But at least like in the end, even Dwight says that Pam is his best friend. Like he said, my it, it, one of his last like speeches, he's like, "I I married my accountant. My my office manager is my best friend." And he goes through the whole list. He's like, "Nobody is a better headbanger than Meredith." So speaking of Meredith, let's get away from the Pam thing because I don't think we're really going to come to a consensus on it. Who is your guys' favorite tertiary characters? So like, not the main cast. Definitely Creed. Can you, yes. Well, can you can you define the main cast? Uh, yeah, Michael, Jim, Andy, Pam. Andy's Andy's the main cast? Definitely. After the hangover gets ever Yes. As soon as he gets added to the main credits, which is like season five right after the hangover, yes. Is Phyllis in the main cast? No, because it's not her image isn't in it, her name is. If you look at the actual images of the people in the intro, they're the main cast. Yeah, Phyllis I would, is a sec- is, I would is put Stanley Phyllis in the main cast. No, Stanley's secondary. Stanley's secondary. What about Ryan? Main character. Okay. Oh, so Ryan's a main character. Yes. But Phyllis is not. Correct. Uh, I th- what about I Kelly? Think, I think the core is Jim, Pam, Dwight, and Michael. And then Andy. since you said, uh, I think since you said tertiary earlier, I would put Andy in like. It, it really here. depends on the season, right? Like, because like Daryl gets bigger, not physically. Yeah. I mean, he does physically get bigger, but. In, in Hollywood, he gets bigger, so his role becomes larger. So, I mean, it's going to depend. But you, you know did what I, I mean. Mention I, did I mention I hate Andy? <sighs> no. <laughs> I actually probably dislike him more than I dislike Ryan. I just want to throw it out there. So he's... I understand, I understand late season Andy. Late season Andy becomes a big old douchebag. But season three, season four, season five Andy, where he is just like, you know, mimicking handshakes and, and, and repeating, like... I think that's like the best character. I agree. His arc definitely takes a downturn, no doubt about it. But I, I, at no point do I hate Andy. I think Dan took that one kind of personally due to the. Well, yeah, you compared me to him earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, I said you look like him, and you both listen to Dave Matthews Band, Deep Tracks, and home. now you hate him. So that kind of infers that you hate me, which is I, I've known that for a while, <laughs> like if we're being honest. But it's nice to finally hear it. Yeah, I need more than that, though. Yeah, I, Andy. So Andy's to, to me, Andy is just like cheesy and annoying, and like even an episode where he's the star and like his storyline is is trying to build up this huge joke. It's just annoying, right? Like for example, um, I was watching clips earlier, and there was the clip of him trying to be in that acapella. Uh, reality show, the one where like, um, what's his face was a judge and blah blah blah, and he dresses up as like an old man right, and then he sings like the Cornell. Like I just was like, oh, like it was just it's like so cringy. Right? That's late season like, Andy though. I, I you know, agree. like the moment he punches the wall, he goes like ape shit over that stuff. I mean, is are there? That's are perfect, there, Andy. He second. literally oh, he literally God. gets he, he gets his calculator put in Jello and he kicks a garbage can. Like Dwight gets his calculator put in Jello and he goes and yells at Michael. Like, that's just what his character was. Ah, I, uh, I, I disagree. You're disagreeing in my opinion. 
Yeah, I just think that I think he's I think he's a better character than. I don't him think that's for. how that works. No, I think I, I think, think he's a better character. I don't think that's how I think I think work. the intro. I think the beginnings of Andy outweigh the endings of the, the beginnings of a character outweigh what he ends up becoming. Okay, because they tried to not, they tried to make him Michael. That's literally that, what they that tried does to do. Not matter in whether or not he is a character I hate. That doesn't matter. You could love him. You could love. I just really Andy haven't had like a want. legitimate like. Reason. That doesn't matter whether or not. Like, I love Michael. Steve does not like Michael. Okay, me arguing that I love Michael does not take away the fact that Steve doesn't like him. I told I'm I not, told you Dan was going to tell us all of our opinions were wrong. I'm so. not I'm not arguing that it's wrong. I just think it's flawed. I think I think you're not giving him enough credit for early season. I mean, and just, I guess just to be just to third party this, I am going to have to lean towards Chris's opinion. Like Andy is kind of meant to be an unlikable character in my opinion. Like, Oh, uh, Cornell university, which is the Ivy league university that I attended. Like that's hilarious. Dro- dropping that all the time. All of us like, burr, 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 burr. that's a bobble big red bear. <laughs> Doesn't someone say they went to like an Ivy league school in the middle. Oh, yeah. I went to the Harvard in the West. All right. Oh, that's what my okay. RA told me freshman year. And I ran that? with it. Did you steal that from Andy? Cause he's your favorite character. My RA freshman year said that the school I went to is the Harvard in the West. And, and Dan, I which, ha- which prestigious university did you go to? The Western Illinois university. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna move this podcast <laughs> along because I feel that we can bicker about characters true, 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 we true. we love and hate. Um, but uh, okay, obviously Steve Carell has probably had the the biggest career mm-hmm. of this cast. Would you guys agree? It's close with John Krasinski, but yeah, yeah, John Krasinski I, has been more recent. Steve Carell was more at the time. I think. I don't know. I mean, name the movies that Steve Carell did and name the movies that John Krasinski did. And I feel that Steve Carell is going to have a better career. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I don't disagree. I yeah. John, John Krasinski is picking up a lot more now with, you know, directing and starring in, uh, and writing too. Right? Quiet, yeah. Quiet place. And writing thing for that. I um, mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I love John Krasinski and Jack Ryan. Quiet place is really good. Um, and I do love the fact that Steve Carell has branched off and done a lot of dramas cause he's, he just you know right at him. You know one thing I've heard about like the main cast that we just discussed is that they're all just like incredibly nice people in real life. Like if you if you bump into them, they will stop and take a picture. They are very thankful for like their fans, especially Steve Carell. Steve Carell, John Krasinski. I've heard uh, Jenna Fisher is incredibly approachable, and I I just think that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's always more fun being a fan of of good people instead of assholes. Definitely. So since we've spent almost an hour talking about characters, um, what about episodes? Because this could get pretty contentious too. I could go last with my my favorite. I, you know, whoever whoever wants to go. Let's. I, I, mean, I, I kind of really, go it's, top it's five. Really, it's really hard to pick a favorite. I'll I'll name some of my favorite scenes. Scenes. Uh, and some of my favorite episodes. I don't, I don't know the exact episode that it, that it's in. I could help you out. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you can, Dan. The Dwight's fire drill. I mean, you know. Classic scene. What what's the name of the episode, Dan? Racism is dead. What's the name of the episode, Dan? Uh safety training. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Safety training is when they all walk around. Minus one point for trivia for Dan. Stress relief. Stress relief. Because Stanley has a heart attack. You know, I mean just that whole situation was hilarious. Is that the same one with CPR training? Yes. Okay, so that whole episode I I love. First that's, I was afraid. 
I was petrified. <laughs> oh, 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 stay. And and as soon as Kelly gets up and starts dancing, <laughs> and then Creed, and then Michael, oh, you're, yeah, and then Creed, you're from the parking lot. That's where I saw you. Great episode. Um, so that's pro- that's like one of my top three uh, for sure. I like Michael's last day. I you know I know that it's emotional. It, I, I know that it might not be the funniest one. But to me, it's it's real, like especially if you are binge watching. And I just remember coming back uh, and I knew that it was a really emotional episode and coming back and watching it for a second or third time. And just like uh, I think the moment where like uh, Michael Scott starts to tear up and he's like, fuck, this is going to be hard or something when like he, that. When he calls Holly and she sort of like talks him off a ledge where it's yeah. like. And he, you know, he goes out of his way to have a special moment with everyone, and you know they're planning. Uh, and you know what's ironic is they're planning this go, you know, going away party for him. And normally he'd be all about a party for me, awesome, you know. But he, you know, kind of does an Irish goodbye, you know. Love so it. it's, you know, so it's it's totally opposite of typical Michael Scott. And he has all these great moments with these characters, um, and uh, you know, I, I love that episode. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. I, I got choked up watching it. I'll, oh, even no doubt. after seeing it several times, I get, I still get choked up. That scene uh, with Jenna Fisher, uh, where she runs through the airport to catch him, um, they obviously didn't have mics on, and she was, she, and she said in interviews that she was literally just saying goodbye to him. She's like, all those tears are real. All I was saying yeah. was thank you so much for. For everything you've done, I love you and good luck. You know, or we'll miss you, which was pretty pretty cool. What uh, any other episodes stand out, or is that that uh, take the cake for you? Um, I don't know if this was one or two episodes, but like the whole storyline of the Michael Scott Paper Company. Yeah, that yeah that was probably like four or five episodes actually. Yeah, I mean, Idris I just Elba. love. Yeah, I mean, another great he, guest. He he was great. He was great. Oh, and speaking of James Spader, is Ugh. probably my favorite. Ugh. What? I could not stand Robert California. What? Hated that character. Oh my god. So annoying. You're you're wrong. Um, so annoying. Oh, so my opinion's wrong now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he was awesome. I wish he was on the show. The fact that like he goes to be this manager and then like winds up being the CEO makes or no sense. Tell me one funny thing that Robert California did right now on the spot. It's not even. No, tell me one. Even... Just tell me one funny thing Robert California did. One memorable thing Robert California did. What's memorable is what he did with the position and turned that one around. Thing. Like that was just one. I, thing. I just I just did, Dan. I just did. That's a stupid thing. Okay, who who drives down and, and is a regional manager and then talks a woman out of her job? James Spader does. <laughs> the blacklist sucks too. Okay. What other episodes? Let's stop characters because I could do this all night. Um, but yeah, that the whole situation with the Michael Paper Company, you know, him like starting his own company, having no clue, like when they're in the office with the uh, accountant or whatever, and he's trying to explain to them how crunch, like margins and crunch things. the numbers. Crunch numbers, just crunch the numbers again, you know. Um, just great, and just how he, you know, and even you said it earlier, how he turns it actually into a successful 
Well, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, he drives into the ground, but somehow. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, luckily, no, I know you know, saying. Michael Scott, you know, dumb luck. He actually turned it in. Yeah, I love that. I love that scene where they're about to get on the elevator and they're like, don't blow it, Michael. Do not blow it. And then it opens the elevator and he's like, he's got his hands on. He's like, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it. <laughs> but then he then he turns it on like that's again when he becomes like an awesome salesman. He's like when he's in, when he's sitting in front of David Waltz, he's like, I'll see you a situation. I'll raise you one. You're losing clients left and right. You got to go up to your board soon and explain why your your most profitable branch is hemorrhaging money, and he had uh, he had him right there. It's a great moment. What about you, Steve? Um, I don't know why. Like, I don't even know that it's an amazing episode, but the fun the fun run episode has always been really <laughs> memorable for me. Like, he's car carbo loading on on Alfredo <laughs> and then throws up during the race. They're trying to raise money for uh, an extremely rare disease. Uh, That's already cured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like that one. Um, I had that shirt, but I lost it years ago. Uh, another one we kind of talked about earlier was the the money episode where he declares <laughs> bankruptcy. And then another, another really memorable, like one of my all-time favorite scenes from the show, I think the name of the episode is uh, The Surplus, where mm -hmm. uh, Oscar is explaining to to michael what you have to do with a budget surplus like like he's five like if mommy and daddy give you ten dollars for your lemonade stand and you only spend eight dollars next summer they're only going to give you eight dollars and he just doesn't get it <laughs> definitely definitely a great moment um i have put a lot of thought into my top five i have to say that that's the shocking episode, the episode ninja um top five is um i would say egregious in, in many senses way too many late season episodes um so i and too many love episodes for whatever reason your website just loves love and decides to put those uh, episodes up top the the users love love dan it feels like your your website does um coming in at number five my favorite what episode of, of coming in at number five of my favorite episodes is phyllis's wedding season three 15 i mean Michael pushing around the old guy the whole time, then getting kicked out. Hilarious. Uh, safety training. We kind of mentioned that one before with the Baylor. Um, and then that's also the one where Michael threatens to kill himself. He's actually going to kill himself, pretending to kill himself. Um, number three is Scott's Tots. Uh, I think that episode is just the perfect encapsulation of Michael. I absolutely love how Stanley kept the newspaper clip for 10 years. And that episode, and he holds it up, and he's just laughing hysterically, um, because local man promises college tuition to elementary school children. Um, number two is dinner party when Michael pushes the his big screen TV into the wall. I can't. I I I just lose it every single time. And then my favorite episode is hands down Gateway Hunt, because from start to finish, it is absolutely hilarious. Out's Oscar. All that happens, Jim is gone. We're introduced, you know, full time to Andy, and then even in the end, Jim pranks Dwight by sending him the gaydar. He does, you know, it's just a metal detector. He wands over Oscar. Oh, it works. Wands over himself. Very questioning at that point. So that's probably my top five episodes. So, fun fact: guess what the rank of scott's tots is on the episode ninja list oh it's got to be like one of the worst it is number 132 that that's not surprising at all yeah and uh, like and this kind of gets into the awkward comedy point like 
eventually I want to get like a controversial sorting because I mm-hmm. think this would be sort of Reddit. N- yeah, 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 near the top because it's definitely one of the more divisive episodes. Like, and even I think the dinner party one is too to some degree. Like, oh, definitely. Um, but it, interestingly, that one ranks pretty high. But yeah, I think some people love this episode and some people hate it. The uh, there's a whole Rolling Stone like they did like a retrospective on the dinner party episode where they kind of talked to all the actors, including michael or including steve corral and all of them about that and they were like complaining about how they were filming it in a townhouse where they had in california where they had to have the air conditioning off because it was too loud it was hot as hell angela was like super pregnant it was so funny that they couldn't get through it they were there for like 12 hours so that it was just an absolute mess because like even you can see in the blooper when michael or when steve Carell pushes the tv in and he just starts laughing and he's like fuck we are never gonna get this episode done because it's just even they that's how I think it's, you know it's funny is when you're watching bloopers and even the actors cannot get through what they're trying to read. I absolutely love bloopers. What about seasons? Are you guys deep enough where you can kind of rank your favorite seasons or do they all just kind of blur together? I mean, I could tell you the, the season eight and nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't like. Um, I don't know. I'd, pro- I'd probably say like seasons three through five are my kind of sweet spot that's what i was gonna say yeah that's the the golden age question do you guys think seasons eight and nine because i know you don't like them are worse than season one yes interesting because season one there's still a lot of a lot of funny shit happens it's just super inappropriate and the weirdest part about it is and this is another thing i found on reddit a while back and this is not good for podcasts but they have almost a completely different cast. Like all of the actual office workers, none of them who have lines, they're all just like completely, they're just random people. So you don't, I mean, you don't get to see the characters that much, but you also don't get to see how shitty the characters become because in the late seasons, it, it annoyed the hell out of me that they tried to make Kevin like a main character. Like I love Kevin. I love my favorite Kevin moment is when Holly thinks he's mentally handicapped. I think that's one of Dwight's best moments ever too that he's able to pull this prank, but then they try to make him this like main character and it just, it just didn't work. Yeah. It's just interesting. Your definition of like the, the main and secondary characters. Well, again, it's kind of depends on the season, right? I mean, people change. I mean, they, they're, they're characters. I mean, I think, I think there's, I think there's, you know, like Steve said, I think there's like the core four and then that whole other reoccurring group is kind of on the same level. I mean, I think Kevin's on the same level. Well, you put Moe's on the same or... level as you put Moe's on the same. No, level no, as no, Kevin. no, no, because he's not reoccurring. I, I'm saying like secondary, tertiary. He is recurring. He's in multiple episodes. That's a recurring role. Okay, three three episodes versus like a hundred episodes. He's in like it's 10 very episodes. different. Most is a lot more than that. So you think Kevin and Moe's are the same type of character on the show? They bring the same value. Actually, yeah. I'm not a huge Kevin fan. I don't think Kevin brings a whole lot of value. Because, again, when you think about it literally, there's no fucking way Kevin would be employed anywhere as an accountant. Like, even even in the later season, Michael, I, I think it was actually in Michael's last episode where he's like, I have a feeling about you, Aaron. I had a feeling about Kevin, too. He he actually interviewed for a, a position in the warehouse, and I just had a feeling about him, so I made him an accountant. Like, there's no could, fucking could way. You not, could you not say that about half the people in the office, though? No, they're all pretty good at their jobs. Angela's a good accountant. Creed's, Creed's good at his job. At supplier relations. I mean, yeah, one time, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse was fucking Daffy the Duck on paper, but that happens. I mean, those things slip through the cracks. That was another woman's fault, and she got fired. Debbie Brown was her name. And Creed collected money for her and then kept the money. 
So, yeah, Creed's <laughs> only difference between Creed and a homeless man is this job. Think about that. So, interestingly, I for Wikipedia to break the argument here, uh, season five, as an example, they do have three levels of cast. Main cast is Michael, Dwight, Jim, Pam, and Ryan. Starring, this is the second tier, Andy, Jan, Stanley, Kevin, Creed, Meredith, Kelly, Angela, Toby, Oscar, Daryl, and Phyllis. And then recurring characters are Holly, David Wallace, Hank, uh, Charles, Idris Elba, and Aaron. Aaron? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, yeah, she was pretty early in that. She just had started there. That's interesting. I, I mean, that's fair. I, I guess I agree with that. Yeah, and An- Andy moves... Uh, he definitely goes into starring after the hangover. Yes, yeah. Because, again, I just know that he just gets edited into the intro. Like, they change it. So, um, so we've gotten through pretty much everything. What about... Uh, what about favorite quotes? Anything stand out to uh, to you guys? I mean, we've I feel like we've kind of quoted a lot here, but I I, I wrote a couple down that I that I think uh, always make me laugh. You are a waste of life, and you should give up. Michael and Toby. Oh no, that was me to you. Sorry. Oh. oh I see. What no, yes, there. Michael and Toby. I I just love uh, I I just love Michael. Just why are you the way that you hate, are? Hit, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just love his hatred towards I hate Toby. So much about the way you choose to be. My, I wrote uh, one of my favorite quotes comes from. I will see if you guys can guess it. I'm not offended by homosexuality. In the '60s, I made love to many women, many, many women, often outdoors in the mud and the rain. And it's possible a man slipped in. There'd be no way of knowing. That's Creed. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, one of my favorites says. If I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. And then the ensuing argument about how he could use one bullet to kill all of them if he lined up their throats. This one stands out. Apparently, you can't even say this word on FX anymore, but Michael, in regards to Oscar being gay, says, I would never have called him that if I knew. You don't call a retarded, retarded people retards. It's bad taste. You call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. And I consider Oscar a friend. <laughs> like, that would never be on TV today. There is no way. So good, though. Because yeah, it's also true. Also, the uh, Diversity Day, his interaction with Kelly. Like, Try like, my kookie kookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we, before uh, before we, uh, before I forget, Prison Mike. Can we just talk about Prison Mike? Oh, Prison Mike, yeah. There's so many different characters. There's, there's Michael Scarn. There's Michael Scotch. Blind guy McSqueezy. But nobody nobody takes the cake better than uh, than than Prison Mike. That whole episode again. That's that's the that's the one. That's safety training. That's where Michael almost jumps off the roof and Dwight puts a bunch of money in his back pocket and leans over next to the guy who who went who did a little time in the clink. But yeah, Prison Mike is 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 an all timer. That's like one of my favorite things to see too. Is people do like on Reddit and whatnot, they'll do uh, portraits or whatever of, of Prison Mike using Prison Mike or whatever you know the different ways that they can design it. I, I love the stuff like that. What would you guys uh, give this show out of ten? Uh, nine point five. Fair, Steve. I would go eight point eight. <laughs> I'm coming in at nine point eight. I don't know how you guys can talk so much shit about 
the later seasons and still give it such a high rating because when we we went through this with how i met your mother the earlier seasons outweigh it 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 it, they literally they're so good that it outweighs it you could stop if you if you really wanted to you could stop watching the office on the episode where michael leaves and it would be fine and tell me that's not a 9.8 show yeah i mean i'm i'm thinking of things like how rewatchable is the show how lovable are the characters the depth of characters i mean like there's still so many characters that we could talk about, which we haven't we haven't mentioned. Jan, Todd Packer, Todd Pat. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Packer. How have we <laughs> forgot? You know, we barely talked about Daryl, right? We haven't talked about Bob Vance, of Vance, Vance Re- Refrigeration. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I mean, the depth of characters. Funny thing, show. funny thing. I read on Reddit, and it was again. I keep representing Reddit, so I'm sorry, but it's where I get a lot of my office info on inside stuff someone pointed out they're like i was i think maybe it was shower thoughts like it wasn't even dunder mifflin but it was like bob vance introduces himself as bob vance vance refrigeration because he sees cameras in front of him and he's trying to to promote his business which is fucking hilarious if that's why and did you also notice which i'm sure you didn't but in the bob and phyllis episode or wedding episode on top of the cake is a woman in a and uh and a uh refrigerator that's awesome. <laughs> little little Easter egg there for you. That reminds me of the episode where uh, Phyllis is trying to set up Michael with her friend, and Michael's could she, like, "Could she? Could she fit in a rowboat without capsizing the rowboat?" She's it like, worries no. me. It worries me that you're not responding. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Could, he say she like fit in a rowboat, but doesn't he Pitcher like or say catcher? like a regular sized rowboat? He says like a regular sized. Could rowboat. a regulation size rowboat? Yeah. Yeah, that's the chair model episode. Can I can I ask you guys a question? No. Because I want to hear Dan's answer. Okay. Who, out of any character on any season, uh, who was your office crush? I mean, are we talking like main character? I mean, like Amy Adams is any in season one. Any character of any season. Any person that was in a minute of the episode, you can say. I'll defer to Steve because I got to think about this one. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't ha- doesn't have him ranked. I mean, clearly, it's, I really it's, don't sexualize the office. I just enjoy watching it. Clearly, it's Dwight, right? That's the only <laughs> one that makes sense. He is a sex machine. I mean, the only right, the only correct answer other than Dwight is obviously Karen. Oh God! That's oh what I was, God! We're I gonna have to gonna... do a whole another hour on this. I no. oh God. Steve, that was my answer. I'm with you. Karen, oh, we got God. two Karens. What's your answer, Dan? You're oh. out karen right now. You're out karen Oh, God. I can't stand Karen. All right. Let's 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 move over to trivia. I think it's oh, a great, boy. great way to end uh, end the discussion. And this, you know, I, I'm sure we could circle back and do a part two on this. I mean, this is such a great, great show. Yeah, we actually covered most of my notes. I mean, I only did it about 20 minutes before we started, but. Pretty much it at all. Justin. So now pressure's on, Justin. Justin, are you eating ramen right now? Uh, yes, I am. All right. So, The Office trivia. From Season 2, Episode 10, The Christmas Party episode, who ends up with the video iPod at the end of the episode? Uh, Steve. I have no idea. I guessed Pam. Incorrect. Chris. Dwight. That's correct. I also put Dwight. Yeah, I want to see. You have to show your answer so they're visible for each one. 
next question. Name one of the two people that is said to have committed suicide in the series. All right, Dan? Robert Mifflin? That's correct. That's one of two. Steve? I have no, I guessed Hunter. That was the only minor character <laughs> I could think of. Not correct. Took me by the hand. <laughs> and Chris? Yes. My guess was Michael's old mentor, and I don't know his name, but the one that died and Michael got really upset about, and I, I, that, I don't know. That truck? Name. Yeah. Yes. He, I, he, he, uh, he, he got, got decapitated. decapitated. Yeah. His, his kappa uh, was detated yeah. from his head. Okay. All right. Well, I told you I'd get it wrong. Who was the other person? Oh, the other suicide? I actually don't know. Who was it? The other correct answer is Tom. Oh, shit. Yeah, they did the suggestion box, and he like put in the suggestion box that he wanted more outreach for Who's, uh, who is this it was it was the episode it was uh, when they do uh performance reviews and jan is like i want your concrete ideas for how we can improve the branch and he pulls out the um suggestion box from like 10 years ago like the first one's like we need to do more about y2k and then the second one was like we need better outreach for people fighting depression and jim's like or dwight's or sorry michael's like uh, t- Tom, we don't have a Tom here, and then it cuts over to Dwight, and he's like, nah, he, he, he killed himself. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's deep. That's a good one. All right. Through concentration, what can Dwight raise and lower? This could go, this could go a couple different directions. <laughs> All right, Chris. His body temperature? Incorrect. Steve? Heart rate. Incorrect. Damn it. Dan? His his cholesterol that's correct ah. why would you want to raise it so i can lower it well this trivia is going about how i thought it would yeah okay next one uh what kind of email scam does michael constantly fall victim to yeah i think you're up steve uh, i have no idea i guessed nigerian prince that's correct <laughs> yes uh dan i put nigerian prince and chris Nigerian prince. (laughs) When the son of the deposed king of Nigeria emails you directly, Toby, you send him money. All right, this one is questionable, but we'll see how it goes. Who is Sarakai Kumzen? Oh, I don't know. I I don't understand the question. It's a person's name. Are we looking for the character's name? Who is it? Like, who is that person? Or who are they referring to with that name? Okay. Go ahead. Sarah, her name is Sarah Kaya, and she comes in to the room, and she's Pam's friend from art school. That's great. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I didn't answer anything. Yeah, I put uh, NFC uh, for no fucking clue. All right, to update the results. Dan swept the board. Yeah, I mean, this is the first one. I've gone five for five, so that feels pretty good. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, this is going to require some math. On our one, two, three, four, fifth trivia, I am in the lead with 17 points. Steve is second place with nine points, and Chris is flying back with eight points. That's it for this week's Episode Ninja Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review wherever you download your podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at the Episode Ninja if you want to hear us talk about any of your favorite shows. Or sign up for an account on episode.ninja and vote for your favorite episodes. See you next week.